What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Nick Redick, and we're back with another episode of The Hurt Circus. That is right. And let's just get uh, let's get the uh, plugs out of the way first thing. If you're out there and you want to support the boy, hit up nicholasridiculous.ca or hit me up on Instagram at nicholasridiculous. We've been dropping some dope fire clothing items at underbellysociety.com. And check out the music we be steady dropping with Dime Bag Crew, baby. Available on all streaming platforms. Other than that, we got an art show coming up on August 13th at the D&Co here in Scarborough, east side of the city of Toronto. Kingston Road, hit it up on my Instagram. We'll be posting all about it and follow the D&Co for all of the future events we'll be trying to bust out for y'all. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying. Alright, so here we are. Probably entering the dog days of summer here soon. Um... But things are going pretty good. Your boy, Nick Redick, a.k.a. Nicholas Ridiculous, a.k.a. The Purple Hyena. What's the halves my cackle? Forgot to do my little intro line. But here we are. I scored myself two jobs. So I'm working at a garment factory right now and a dispensary. So I'm just pulling these six-day stretches. Luckily, I scored Sunday day arrest for myself. So, you know. We try and do the side hustles on the days when we can. But other than that, we've just been doing the same old shit, keeping busy, trying to keep them bills paid as we do, but also trying to just get investment money to put into my own projects. And that's kind of, you know, yeah, it's about sustaining life and surviving, but also hopefully there's some overflow beyond that we can start to nail down some projects that I'm going to need some money to kind of make happen. Like, like more recently in um, the world of pop culture or independent culture, I guess you could call it. Uh, I, follow, I follow this YouTuber, Eric July, Young Rip of 5'9". He's a pop culture commentary guy and, you know, just a dude who I kind of... Got a lot of respect for just for a lot of the work he's done and just the kind of platform he's built for himself. But for a long time, he was talking about how, you know, he's going to make his own comic book universe, you know, something that's going to be aligned with traditional comic book storytelling and kind of what gave the comic book industry or genre the power that it has now that's being abused and bastardized so flagrantly by you know the big corpse of the world who seem to take all the things we love and pull out all the guts and meat and stuff it with bullshit right 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 and you know I get it ladies love superheroes too but fuck man (laughs) when you make it all for them It's very one-sided. It's like, bruh, you bullshit. But anyways, I digress. I digress as we do. Eric July, though, you know, he'd been talking about his Ripperverse, 
the Ripoverse, his comic book company he, or universe or, you know, what he's, he's been talking about for a couple of years now, two years or so. And, you know, he finally launched it. Like, straight up. He launched the first issue. I saw him number one. It's his first hero. He's got, like, Yara, 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 and some other characters as well. Like, the story's still pretty, like, hasn't been, hasn't come out yet. It comes out next month. But within the first, I think, 30 hours of his campaign launch for the pre-orders, they made, they broke a million. Boom. Broke a million bucks. And right now, you know what? We'll do a little fucking... Let's check it out right now. See where it's at. Because last week, they hit 3 million. Right? And that's pretty... That's pretty nuts. I saw him number one campaign. Hit up Ripaverse. R-I-P-P-A-V-E-R-S-E dot com. If you... You know, want to check it out or whatever. Yeah, three three million two hundred thirty thousand five hundred and eight and nineteen cents. And there's still fifty nine days of the campaign left. Like thirty seven thousand backers. Three thousand percent over the revenue goal. Jesus, I'm hopefully once I get some fucking, once I have some fucking money in here, you know what I'm saying. Um, sorry, I'm just reading read into it, but yeah, like I'm hopefully gonna fucking order up a copy and start supporting the independent myth makers that are starting to stand up and take back the things we love, you know. And this has only kind of inspired me, like many small time independent creatives, to start taking my own ideas a little more seriously and start to see it in a way that you know maybe. Maybe we aren't just the fans, you know? Maybe we maybe we are the ones who are supposed to inherit the mantle of Mythmaker. Maybe it's not the people who want it, who want to just pine this shit away for a dollar, you know? And maybe that's how it's supposed to be. It's the evolution of it all. The evolution of legend, the evolution of storytelling, the evolution of modern religion, baby. Because that's all pop culture is. This is our modern religion. And at some point, just like that whole fucking Bible thing, we thought we don't have the power to create these things. These stories, these morality tales, but we do. It's just somehow, for some reason, we, maybe it's just a ploy to not give each other power, but we just are made to believe that we can't do that. We can only abide by what was bef- what came before us. But it's like, nah, that's not how it fucking goes. It's not evolution, that's stagnation. And we are seeing it with fucking Marvel and DC and all that bullshit where it's just... They're not allowing it to grow. And it's the same fucking mindset that I talk about all the time with, that you experience with the child welfare industry, social service people, and all that shit where it's just... It's people who don't fucking understand what needs to be done. And their means do not justify the ends, you know? Or the ends don't justify the means because it's just bullshit. It's all just... <laughs> it's people who don't... They don't understand, like, the integrity or the value of the things they're supposed to be doing. They're just taking a role. And they take the role because of the light it puts them in or what it grants them in their own life. And it's not to actually perpetuate the thing that they're supposed to be supporting or creating. No. No. It's just to sustain themselves. Right? When some of us 
that self-sustaining is the perpetuation and creation of great stories, great characters, great heroes. You know, because like for me, that's all religion is, is just stories that were written a long time ago. And at that time, there was probably the only stories that were written. So it's kind of like how we were all watching Game of Thrones, motherfuckers. The Bible is just that first. And I just find it so funny. Like I've been looking into like um, Shaolin kind of teachings and stuff like that. Just expanding my own kind of well of understanding. And a lot of the teachings that I get from um, Sheng Hang Yi, I think is his name is. He's a German. He's a Shaolin monk from Germany. There is something about sharing with others. There is something about connection. There is the training and development of yourself. It is to enjoy your time even doing nothing. And one main aspect is to find a way and do the things you like to do. Now, when I received the invitation to have a talk at today's event, especially under the slogan, High, Higher, Highest, something very particular came up on my mind. And a master from the Shaolin Temple once told me a story that I would like to share with you. A man was living close to a mountain and every day he was thinking how would it be to climb that mountain and what would I see on the peak? So finally the day came and the man went on the journey. Arriving at the foot of the mountain, he met the first traveler. So he asked, how did you get up the mountain and what did you see from the top? And so the traveler shared his path and also the view that he had. But then the man was thinking, the way that this traveler described to me sounds very exhausting. I need to find another way to climb. So he continued to walk on the foot of the mountain until he met the next traveler. So once again he asked, how did you climb up that mountain? And what did you see from the top? And so again the traveler shared his story. Still not being determined on which direction and which way to go. The man asked 30 more people, 30 more travelers. When he finished talking to all of them, he finally made up his mind. Now that so many people already shared with me their past and especially what they all saw from the top, I don't need to climb there anymore. It is very unfortunate this man never went on the journey. Now, to conclude this story, firstly, each individual needs to find the most suitable way 
to climb that mountain. But secondly, there is information possible to be shared with words. But it is impossible to share the experience of clarity when you are standing on that peak by yourself. To invest the right effort in climbing that peak is very much what all the Buddhist practices, the Shaolin training, or any spiritual practice is about. Clarity means you see more clear. When you see more clear, interrelations become more apparent. When you see more clear, there is no need to believe anyone or believe anything. Seeing clear means you can distinguish for yourself which is the proper direction to take and which decisions do I have to make in order to make my goals or aspirations start to shape. Now at today's talk, you will have the chance to become inspired by quite a lot of different travelers. But in this particular talk, I can't and I won't tell you which way to go. It's just that along your personal journey, you will encounter challenges those challenges will either prevent you or some of them even stop you from moving on and climbing that mountain. In the Shaolin Temple, we refer to them as uh, the five hindrances. And he's done a lot. He did a TED Talk. He's done a lot of videos just discussing life and how we live through it and how we exist and it's very enlightening and fucking just dope juicy shit and it just um it helps me feel okay with kind of my own mental state and the kind of solitary independence i find myself in a lot of the time so it makes me um just feel good about it but it's um but it's the same with that where it's you don't give yourself completely to anything you just can't and I see people do that with things like religion so much where it's like I just I can't at a certain point I'm like you can't just hand off all your accountability to some fucking imaginary idea or story that you've decided to build your entire existence around it's it's a weird thing where we can't take accountability for our own life or actions and a lot of people who especially in religious terms they put it on to some higher thing because they can't they can't really i guess understand how they're supposed to handle the the reality of life and just everything is on them or maybe something around you but it's not you can't just it's it's the same when even thanking shit it's like motherfucker thank yourself for the hard work you put in and it's like uh, i don't know it's just it's just funny because it's like you're not supposed to, 
religion ain't supposed to be your father. It's not supposed to be your dad. It's supposed to be a, a mentor and a guide. It's not supposed to... You're not supposed to fucking ride on its back, motherfucker. <laughs> there ain't supposed to be one fucking... Yeah, there's one set of footprints in the sand. It's because the other set of footprints don't exist. It's all you, baby. You ain't riding on someone's back. Get the fuck out of here. If anything, religion's riding on your back. And you're fucking just donkey ass and carrying it across the desert for no goddamn reason. When it's just about the universal truths that we all need and abide. Because, you know, you can't tell me we've, as a species, we've been living this long and we don't fucking have that. I'm not talking laws or rules or whatever. I'm talking like the integral, internal, universal truths that hold us all in place and help lead us to living a good and better life for ourselves. And it's not... And I guess maybe for for a lot of people, not holding the responsibility of life on themselves, maybe that's <laughs> their idea of living a happy and good life and just kind of putting all the blame on some imaginary fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it just creates stagnation. I don't think... I don't think it was ever meant to be that way. And that's why things like comic books and fucking books and literature and movies are so important because that's our versions of it. And maybe not all of it represents the right morality for sure. And maybe that's a part of it where you're supposed to learn to navigate that in teachings and learnings from seeing what must not be done. Because sometimes that has to happen. You have to feel the pain to know you don't like the pain. But people like Eric July have stood up. They've created a, a platform, a fan base, a community, or a fellowship of fandom. And people who love pop culture. The Old Testament style, not all that new Disney bullshit. <laughs> and he, But he did it. He fucking said, hey, you know what, I'm going to be one of them. And it fucking worked out gangbusters, and it did only, all it did for me was just solidify the choice to invest in my own creations and stories. Because I got, I got a couple fucking comic book characters. I got superheroes and shit. It's just, you know, I'm an artist, but I'm not a fucking master illustrator. I'm not a swordsman with a pen and marker, as I, you know, I wish I was. And, you know, I have my moments where I can kind of figure out a piece and get it done. But actual perspectives, angles, and all that kind of stuff, it's, it can, it's really hard. It takes a lot of practice. And I'm not someone who can just sit here and lie to you and say that, yeah, I can do all that because it's fucking really hard. You're sculpting in the second dimension from something to nothing. And it's you're just building dope shit with nothing but lines. And... For me, as someone who understands how hard it is, I understand how hard it is. So I got a lot of, a lot of respect for it. And I, like, I admire it a lot. So for me at this point, it's about kind of finding the right partner to create these things with. And that's a big step because it's, like, this is something that's very important to me. So it's not just, like whatever I'm, I'm trying to find someone who can actually like work with me to 
almost in a maternal parental aspect, like create these babies with me, you know, these intellectual fucking children that could be so dope and just together we collaborate and create because I have the basis of the stories lined up. I have some basic character concept designs, you know, all that shit. It's just bringing it all to life. It's very hard. I, uh, I Maybe uh, my mind's just not clear enough or too cluttered or what, but it's hard to create. It's hard to do the world building while also like visualizing it for me personally, at least. Because it's easy to just get lost in it all, you know, your little bedtime stories and whatnot. But it's, you know, it's giving me hope and it's giving me drive and it's giving me a bit more of a purpose, a bit more of a direction, a bit more of a focus. But, 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 but. The five hindrances are describing different states of the mind. In those state of the mind, it becomes very hard to see clearly and therefore engage in the right decisions. The first hindrance is called sensual desire. Sensual desire arises in the moment when you are paying attention to something that is giving you a positive emotion. This positive emotion can originate from five gates of your body. Seeing hearing, smelling, tasting, or feeling. So in your mind, you climb up that mountain. After one mile of walking, you discover a beautiful restaurant surrounded by beautiful people. You smell delicious food and the great variety of beverages. When you follow that temptation, you have already lost your track. When this temptation becomes so strong that you don't want to leave that place anymore, then the sensual desire has turned into an obsession. In both cases, remaining at that place means you can't get clarity. The second hindrance, ill will, describes a state of the mind that arises from negative emotions. In that state of the mind, you have an aversion, a rejection, or simply a dislike against either an object, a situation, or can be even a person. To simplify, it means you are climbing the mountain and it starts to rain, but you don't like rain. You discover the roads are bumpy, but you don't like bumpy roads. In order to cross the river, you need to swim, but you don't like swimming. Whatever it is that you dislike, it won't make it a pleasant journey unless you learn to let go of this ill will, it's more likely even that you won't continue that journey. 
The third hindrance, originally translated as sloth and torpor. Sloth means it's the heaviness of the body. Torpor means it's the dullness of the mind. It is characterized by sleepiness, non-motivation, lack of energy, and oftentimes can manifest itself in a state of depression. Now, a simile used in Buddhism describes it as imprisonment. You find yourself locked in a cell. It becomes very hard to make any type of mental or physical effort. So, in order to continue your path, there is only one option left. You need to find a way to get out from that hole, from that cell. Now... The fourth hindrance is called restlessness. It is the state of an unsettled mind. Unsettled mind means your mind cannot settle. (laughs) Settle where? Settle in the present moment. An unsettled mind either is worrying about the future or traveling into the past and rejecting, judging, about an event that happened into your past. A simile used here is the monkey mind. Constantly jumping from one branch to another, unable to stay for a too long time at the present moment. The problem is, there is no time to see clearly anymore. Now the last of the five hindrances is called skeptical doubt and is very closely related to a state of mind which is based on indecisiveness. It is very easy in that state of mind getting lost in thoughts. Can I do this? Is this the right path? What will the other say? What if this? What if that? The mind cannot synchronize with your own actions anymore. And the result is that you are getting disconnected with the goals and aspirations that once you have set to yourself. When the way is filled with too much doubts, more often you will stop instead of moving on. That we know the five hindrances now. Uh, What are we going to do about them? You know... Everything takes money these days. I've been doing a lot of shit, a lot of art shit, you know, underbellysociety.com, all this stuff. But the way the internet is changing right now, algorithms are becoming hard to battle. It's almost like to exist in social media, you have to be like, you really have to make it a commitment and a job. And it's hard. It's difficult. Just got to do it all. And, you know, I try to make excuses for fucking not being where I want to be, but we had to start somewhere. For me, that was getting these jobs, and hopefully once we get back to zero, we can start reinvesting, get the rug gun fixed, get you know all this shit fixed up, and just kind of be more patient with life and myself, and try and just enjoy shit more, because it's... I don't know, in listening to a lot of these, these kind of Shaolin teachings that I've been kind of studying recently, it's 
it's hard to stop, you know, it's like when you're raised to not care or you're raised to be so powerless and not have the power of choice in your life. It's hard to revert that. It takes a lot. And it takes a lot of like conscious effort to actually like <laughs> revert that that state of mind because it's just allowing the fear to consume you or it's like someone somewhere didn't take your strength but took your understanding of what your strength was and they never allowed you to to see yourself in that light because when you're perpetually pushed down when you're trying to get up it's you stop trying to get up right so in that especially in my 20s man like i was fucking tired so tired of trying to stand and being pushed down and i gave them that power and they took that power you know and instead of you know being conscious and thinking for myself and understanding that i can think for myself especially when i was younger it was allowing those to think for you and it it becomes you know a habit and a can a conditioned habit where they don't want you to fucking they want you subdued dog they inoculated the hyena pup it took a long time for the hyena to be able to laugh again and you know it's it's a constant fucking journey and exercise and I'm almost at day 400 of working out every day. So as as my physical body has been kind of rehabilitating slowly, it's been kind of changing my mindset of like, you can work to change things. (laughs) You do have the power to make the things you want in life happen. If you work for it. And there's a lot of shit in the modern world where, like, people avoid that. They avoid the discomfort of hard work and just ultimately miss out on the growth that comes with that. But it was was something that... Let me get his name up real quick. YouTube.com. And I'm not fucking connected to the internet. (laughs) Sick. Internet down. Dope. Alright, let me look it up on my phone. Look it up on my phone. I'll try and, uh, I'll try and grab some clips of, um. Let me. Because that'll probably be good to use for, um. Yeah. Um, there he is. Shi Hang Yi. Shi Hang Yi. S H I space H E N G space Y I. Shi Hang Yi. And I got this guy is just next level. And I'll just, you know, I'll end this episode on something he said that kind of stuck with me and something I've kind of. Because it's one of those things where it's a lot of the stuff he was saying was filling, was giving, 
was giving purpose and sustenance and meaning to things I'd already kind of been believing in my own mind. So it was kind of nice to understand that some of the ways I think aren't fucking all fucked up, you know? And it was, it's nice to just, um, just be validated like that. <laughs> Cause you can spend a long time alone in a room thinking you're fucking crazy. <laughs> when really you're just, you just might think a little differently than other people. <laughs> but something he said was if you're walking through the valley of pain, you're going the right way. So don't let that pain deter you because it'll hold you back, man. And you know, I've watched a lot of people hold themselves back by not allowing themselves to keep going. And it sucks. And it's sad. And you lose a lot of people that way. And a lot of people never reach that person they were meant to be because of that, because they get stuck. But you need to be strong. And you need to keep going. Because pain makes you strong. When you can find comfort in the discomfort, that's when you know you're strong. So as always, follow me at Nicholas Ridiculous. At Underbelly Society, at Dimebag Crew, at The Last Candy Bandit, at Ridic Rugs, www.nicholasridiculous.ca. Didn't even mention the book I dropped. Published a book, Finding Home. I just haven't announced it yet. It's out there, it's available. I'm just working on the announcement, getting some copies for myself. And uh, yeah, you know, hit up www.underbellysociety.com get yourself some dope gear help your boy grow this brand I'm working on getting some sample pieces getting some photo shoots going just trying to grow the grow the brand keep evolving it and not stagnating as we do because what do we do when we walk through the valley of pain motherfuckers we keep going she 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 you, you, you need to align and structure your life in such a way to prevent those hindrances from arising. If you are not successful, you need to use techniques in order to remove them. Each of these hindrances is placing a dark cloud on your mind or on the way of your climb. Simply remember one thing. Just let it rain. This is a four-step method to help you removing those hindrances. The first step is recognize in what state of the mind you are finding yourself in. Afterwards, learn to accept, acknowledge, and allow the situation or a person to be the way how it is, to be the way how they are. Investigate your emotional and mental state and ask questions. 
Why did it come up? What is going to be the consequence if I remain in that state? And ultimately, non-identification means it is the practice. I am not the body. I am not the mind. I am not my emotion. It's just that I can see all these three aspects about me. All of our lifetimes, all of our lives are too unique to copy the past from someone else. To bring meaning to your life. To bring value into your life. You need to learn and master yourself. And don't let the hindrances stop you. If any of you chooses to climb that path to clarity, I will be very happy to meet you at the peak. Probably and he was taken away.